You want a footy podcast with expert opinion. Beat Freo there last year for whatever that holds. Yeah, the least relevant game of 2016. <laughs> with sizzling hot takes. There are bigger cop teas to their fans than late 1990s Pamela Anderson. And unique analysis. What was it? What was the quote, mate? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> you want the Greenfield Post footy podcast. Yeah! Round nine, one and done. Plenty to talk about. Richmond have done it again. Tommy Mitchell and Hawthorne. Another Rudy's rant coming away. We need to talk about Melbourne and West Coast as well. Give me something. And uh, it's official. We're going to retire a player on this week's podcast. And uh, as I introduced my esteemed colleagues here, Rudy Edsel. How are you going, Rudy? Good, good. I've been retiring blokes all season long, you have been, personally. Uh, and I think, this <laughs> bo- I think you have already maybe retired the bloke we're going to be talking I about. I suspect I may have. And uh, Ethan Meldrum, of course, joins us again after um, a bit of a holiday in Tasmania. How did that go for you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I wouldn't wouldn't call it a holiday as much as anything, but mm. no, because it, it's Tassie. It is Tassie. It is Tassie. But we are going to retire someone. So you said we should call it, it's, this it's, podcast. Uh, it, it, it's it's the memorial podcast. We won't say who his name is just yet. <laughs> but he definitely needs to retire after another yes, poor game. Um, start. The, obviously, we're going to kick it off. Players of the week. I'll start this week. A little bit of left field. Charlie Cameron up in Brisbane. You know, actually, Brisbane Adelaide actually happened to got no fanfare whatsoever <laughs> lead up nothing but charlie cameron kicked four goals he, he he's becoming a really good like the prototype running small forward because they've got obviously got the prototype small forward and eddie betts but charlie cameron now running from the midfield you know he plays like andrew mcleod a little bit where's andrew mcleod's number four goals too not a bad effort and the best thing about it he only had three handballs and we know small forwards don't like to handball. Proper selfish. He's a proper it? selfish footballer, and I love it. He um he was very good, very good for Adelaide. But yeah, they're up against a very poor Brisbane yeah, team. Yeah, I, I don't know what you can count four goals against Brisbane for. <laughs> it's four more goals than we can. He's, he's won a billions though. now, you know. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, they're it's pretty like, average. It's like um, Zimbabwe and money. <laughs> it's like hyperinflation. Charlie Cameron billionaire. I mean, it's there, but, you know, it's, there's not much substance to it. Yeah. But uh, it's talking about small forwards turned midfielders. Uh, Ethan, your performer of the week had another blinder. Yeah, Michael Walters. He's, he's one of the, he's the latest in a, you know, a long list of small forwards that have run into the midfield and run amok. He had 27 touches again on the weekend. After 38 against Richmond last week, kicked three goals in the third quarter when the game was, you know, there to be one in the balance. He has been sensational. He's he's obviously not in that ilk yet, but you know we've seen players like Ablett, Dangerfield, Gray. They started as you know small forwards and turned into super midfielders. Walters might be the next. I remember he's he's been that good. Well, his career was on the um at the crossroads as well when Ross Lyon first went over. That's there. the thing. He was shit at the start of yeah. the year. Yeah, <laughs> <Rocked up laughs> fat he, he, he couldn't kick a goal as a forward. Now he is as a midfielder. Yeah. It's just weird. Just can't but, get. But past, it's working. Just can't get past those prison tats. They're no, yeah. good. they're no good. He, he, I wouldn't be shocked to find out it's like one of those situations where he said, oh, "I want to play in the midfield," and Ross said to him, "You're not allowed to until you like quit smoking or something." Like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, get off the Winnie Blues. Yeah. We'll, we'll run you through the. I'm midfield. not. I'm not genuinely intimating that he smoked cigarettes. I'm just saying it's like that's the kind of situation <laughs> I could just see it being. Talk about smoking, smoking Joe, mate from Essendon. Your boy. Yeah, he's uh, my boy of the week. Um, he. Joe Danaher, of course. Yeah, Joe Danaher had the five, just the lazy five snags for uh, for Joey, and uh, but he also had he was eighteen touches, I think four clearances as well, and he's just that um, he's like that type of player. He's, he's he's I remember seeing someone describe him as a sloppy version of Buddy Franklin, and I think that's really like quite accurate. <laughs> sloppy like, Joe. Whereas yeah, yeah, where Buddy looks like a panther moving around, like um, Joe 
perhaps more, more like a giraffe. Yeah, um, but he ungainly. Gets yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he gets the job done. He kicks brilliant goals when he's on and like gets clearances. You can like you can play him in the mid- middle. There's a like sort of a a circuit breaker kind of the way Hawthorne used Ruffy for a couple of years there. And um, I think he's going to be the, one of the best players in the comp in the next year or two. Absolutely. Yeah. Giraffe's a good one. I was just kind of thinking like, you know, those, those ragdoll games where you kind of clicked someone and drag, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. drag them around the screen <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. He, he just kind of doesn't have like that. doesn't quite have full control of all of his limbs at the same time. Well, before, <laughs> but, but he still moves really quickly. Yeah. And before gets to probably everything. last year in his first few seasons, he was just like one of those things at the car yard. Oh, the wacky, wacky, wacky yeah. inflatable arm flailing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what he looked yes. like. Now he moves really well. He's quick. Someone described him in the office today as he plays like Buddy Franklin, but actually has a set of hands above his head. Which yeah, buddy's yeah. never really had. Mm. He could kick those two was set that, goals. Was that Ronnie Lerner 60. by any chance? No, it was. That? It was actually uh, it was Will from uh, Will and MJ on Sunday nights on Triple M. But uh, Ronnie Lerner and uh, another guy at the office were absolutely talking Joe up massively, saying he's best best player in the comp. No surprise. I think, I think yeah, I think he will be the best player in the comp um, for parts of his career for sure. Well, he's what fifth or sixth in the Coleman at the moment. Mm. In a team that's not doing that great. And he had four clearances <laughs> against West Coast. And he's rocking as well. That's true. the thing. It's true. We'll, we'll get onto that a bit later. We will yes. get onto that. We also, uh, we, we need to touch on it. Uh, I think you, one of you, boy, it must have been you, Rudy. The quote from Richmond's loss on against GWS was probably summed up perfectly. You said, we'd say it's unbelievable, but it's actually the most believable thing ever. And it is so <laughs> true. Yeah, it was. You knew it was coming. It was, what were they? They were. 25 points up at three quarter time, yep. Richmond. And you just, it was, it was just never you, safe. Ne- you never thought that was safe for a moment. Did you? I don't, I don't know who was more worried about th- that game. Like the, the two GWS fans or the hordes of Richmond supporters who have seen <laughs> this over and over and over. And it was just, it, it was like, they, and they kicked the, they kicked one or two goals early in the last quarter. And they're just like, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, it's it's coming. so happening. It's coming. And they, you know, they miss so many easy set shots. You can almost visibly see them wet their pants as a as a collective. <laughs> you unit. can see the moment like, his heart breaks. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can visibly see like their sphincters collectively tighten <laughs> as one as the as the, the other team it is must... starting to get it, get it together. They and the funny what I found funny was on Twitter people going oh. They just keep finding new ways to disappoint. It's like, no, this is actually the exact same way as last week, almost to a T. It's just, <laughs> they, they just completely failed to set well, up from I, I, a stoppage that they should have easily defended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually going to say something contrary to that. Because of that, because they managed to lose from a score review and then a kicking down the corridor, is Damien Hardwick the most innovative coach in the competition <laughs> at losing? <laughs> At losing. Yeah. Oh, he might be. He might be because, I mean, but it boils down to the same issues. They, no on-field leadership, poorly no. coached. Isn't Co- it? Well, Cochin really? had a good game. But yeah, when, I, I know he had a good game, but, but he doesn't, like, marshal the troops to, get, you know, like, who's who's taking control of that group and going, look, they're reviewing here. Mm. Like, this might set be up. a kick. Yeah, like, hey, set up for Hey, a... here are 10 GWS defenders who have said it was touched mm. instantly. Yeah. Maybe this isn't a goal. Mm. Why, why, yeah. why would we assume it's a goal? And I, and I reckon, that's, that's I reckon that there was also a lot of that anxiety about, about last week. They were also worried about where to, like, oh, we need to set up from the center bounce because last week that's where we stuffed it up. And so they've all been comfortable so, outside of so that. And, and so they didn't realize it was actually a kick in. Yeah. Didn't realize that they needed to defend the kick. And it was just, it's just, where else is, is he going to go? Where else is the, the bloke taking the kick? I can't remember who it was now, but uh, Wilson, Wilson, Williams. Wilson, Wilson, Nathan yeah. Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Will where something. else is Wilson going to go except straight up the guts? You know, and like, where else is it going to go? But yeah, he's, the back? He's, <laughs> he's by far their longest kick. Like, not only not did they allow him to play on to get that extra 10, 15 meters, they had three 
three blokes inside defensive 50 without a man. Yeah, that's just wasted blokes. It's just wasted blokes. Like and last week, like Rioli, wasted bloke. And like mm. you said, they were always going to go down the middle. Um, they were always going to try and get a fist to, to get it forward. And then it was five on two. And Nan Curvis was absolutely bitched out of that contest by Jeremy Cameron, <laughs> who was just so, so classy to kick a goal from what five steps outside yeah, 50. He, you know, he, he he decided not to, bo- to bother with the option on his left in Toby Green or the one on his right <laughs> in Steve Johnson. Both of whom would have kicked hey, the winner. And Steve, Steve Johnson's had enough winners for this season, all right? As a Kyle <laughs> fan, he's had enough. Oh, imagine Toby Green kicking the sealer against Richmond after the siren. <laughs> that, but that's three oh. That's three in a row under a goal, or a goal or under. Like, that mm. can't be coincidence. It can't be coincidence. No, no, I, I've, I've identified the issues. Mm. They're poorly, poorly led and poorly coached. Mm. It's been the same thing with Hardwick the whole time he's been there. He's a known quantity now. I don't understand why he's been given so much rope. What, I don't understand it. What was your favorite vision from that Saturday night? Was it Mick Malloy and Richo cracking the sads and Richo actually walking off set at Channel 7? Or was it the footage of Jack Rural punching the turf at Spotless Stadium after the siren? I really, uh, I couldn't. Sorry, Richo, it's but like, it has to be Richo. <laughs> it has to be him. <laughs> I, I complete, that was the most human, you know, I've never, <laughs> I don't have a huge amount of empathy for Richmond fans as, as a general rule, but I felt like I understood. How, how, how can he not love Richo? Well, yeah. I understood exactly the uh, plight of the Richmond fan seeing Rich, Richo just go, no, I'm, no. I'm done with this. I'm <laughs> done with this. I'm done with this sport <laughs> as, a, as a concept. He takes his mic. Yeah. If you haven't seen the footage, he takes his mic off and literally he goes, I'm done with this. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's like the Michael Bluth. I'm done with this family. Yeah. Happens again and again yeah. and again. But they <laughs> celebrated the goal from Shy Bolton. And then it got turned around, and then coast to coast, and it was just the most Richmond thing ever. We, we, Ethan and I literally cackled. I would characterize yeah, we, we, that laughter as cackling. We burst cackling. Out laughing yeah. in the office. <laughs> It was oh, tough, man. It was tough. I think they've got um, Essendon Dreamtime at the G, and you know Joe Danaher might put, take him to the sword. Actually, Rance and Danaher is going to be a ripper matchup. Well, well yeah, Rance, Rance yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have thought Rance. Rance, you'd, you'd sort of keep closer to goal, maybe playing Kyle Hooker. I thought mm. that makes sense, doesn't nah, it? No, Hooker's up forward. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. yeah. that's what I'm saying. Rance will um, play on him. Yeah, Rance will get hooker. Let's move on. We've uh, we spent a fair while talking about Richmond, but deservedly because yeah, they're yeah. shit and they need they need to be. T- well, I can't believe it. again. It's just <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Anyway, Perfect. moving on to Hawthorne. You talk about capitulations. Uh, we we all had our players of the week. I can't believe no one mentioned Tom Mitchell. He had 50 touches, and can I say Trelaw giving him shit for having cheap disposal? It's a bit rich. Oh, well, Trelaw tra- yeah. tra- 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 doesn't get cheap ones necessarily. He doesn't. He doesn't do just heaps doesn't with use the ball. It, but but I, I, I don't think he does. He's not. He's not a. You know, he's not. A, he's not a get the ball for the sake of it guy. Trelaw. Yeah. Well, he, not he, not he, the way. He's, he's not not the way Tom Mitchell is. Like Mitchell's got more disposals after nine rounds than anyone ever. Well, that would... and, and and Hawthorne have never really. Yeah, the Hawthorne have been very. Well, that, that, that's the thing about Tom Mitchell is it's like. It's like the perfect storm for him to get a lot of ball because Hawthorne put all their eggs in one basket with Mitchell because there is no one else that can play as an inside midfielder mm. at all. And he's also a, a known ball winner. Yeah. Uh, it's just everything heaps down it, on it, Tom Mitchell. It speaks like it speaks volumes that he had 50 touches in the 300 meters game. Yeah, but yeah. that's not his job's not to his job is to get in and under and get those possessions for yeah, other Yeah, I know. So. I know. I'm just I'm just saying like 50 touches from Tom Mitchell. I mean, he's had 50 touches and his team has, has lost, lost in like pretty humiliating from circumstances. 43 points so, up. And they drew yeah. level from, with scores from stoppages as well. Oh, well really? that, that first quarter is the worst first quarter I've seen in a yeah, you, you, long time. You talked about which image you preferred. I think my favorite image of the weekend was that shot of uh, Eddie Maguire looking just like pure storm, stormy face sitting there. And you could see him going like, 
a real see judge three votes sort of face. Yeah, yeah. Walking out to the huddle at quarter time, being like, "Nah, you're fired." Yeah, <laughs> just bring in yeah. Burnsy for the last three quarters. You, you're gone. <laughs> well, Even, that, that's what Buck said. He was ready to go twenty minutes into the first. Uh, you know what? I like that. Like he's got his, and I've, I've had a go at Bucks this, you know, as a Collingwood fan. But he's pretty human. He'll be, you know? he'll be yeah. a terrific media personality. He, when you he already is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's absolutely correct. I think they were forty three points up. Hawthorne was it one goal two they kicked for the second half. Yep. Yes, yeah, one goal, two. In the That's half. disgraceful. And they, they they just stopped playing. They didn't even, they just weren't at the races, really, other than Well, they've Tom got Mitchell. a lot of passengers now. We want to talk, Hodgie, that was weird, him storming Taylor well, Adams at the end of the game. Yeah, that was like, it, it spoke volumes of where Hodgie's head is at, that mm. as the, the ceiling goal sailing through, he's trying to box on yeah, with, uh, with, with Pendles. Pendles. Uh, he probably should have gotten a free kick for the initial like when Taylor Adams got into him, but yeah. he shouldn't have carried it on when the play was happening there. And right I, next to him. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was just just such a horrible look. Yeah, from a guy who's was a, a triple premiership captain. Yeah, you know you you can't. That was just the the leadership looked poor, and it's sort of it's like I said, it spoke volumes. It's it's that's where Hawthorne is at at the moment. There, yeah, are, yeah. just frustrated old hmm. men. Because they're used to winning and they're, they're not going to win anymore. I, I think he's cooked, but you guys have a bit of a different opinion, don't you? You just think he's not interested. Yeah, anymore. I don't think he's cooked. I just think he doesn't want to play footy anymore. Mm. He's had twenty touches in every game so far, so it's not, it's not like he's it's not like he's a passenger. He's not like he's their worst player. But whether he really wants to go through with it, because you know, logically, he looks it, like he wants to be sinking tins with Stephen Motlop at the Colac game. Because <laughs> <laughs> log- any game, because <laughs> logically, he's not playing in the next flag. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Close. Yeah, I, I reckon. Like, I'd, I'd have no insight on this, but this is purely me speculating. But I reckon uh, he's a bit jaded by what happened with um, Sam two Mitchell. Well, I think, I think he's yeah. almost said as much. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. He, like he, he was at a wedding overseas, and all of a sudden he got a text saying, "Hey, Jordan Lewis is playing for Melbourne," and he's like, "Whoa, shit, what?" Yeah. So was I wouldn't th- something I like that. I don't blame <laughs> him. Like on a human level, I don't. I don't. Blame well, he's him. not Robertson Caruso because yeah. Sean Burgoyne was pretty average. He had fifteen touches on on Saturday night. Yeah, he looks. He looks. Um, he won't be playing in their next flag either. No, but <laughs> brings me to this, this human, and you've already you've already tweeted out. I've pensioned him off. You, you've pensioned him off. Josh Gibson, for the fourth time this season, has had zero tackles. He is averaging 0.9 tackles a game this season. He's, that is pathetic. He's gone on too long. He's just gone on a year too long, hasn't he? Yeah, it's just all you can say about Gibson. It's pretty clear, and they can't not play him. No, they basically don't have a choice. Well, bring Shoalmakers back in. And <laughs> what well, hey, he's gonna do better than Gibson. They don't have a choice. <laughs> well, he might get some trade value. They might be able to get pick what was Reese Palmer, 144. They might get 143 for him. But what, I mean, what, what the hell do you do? Play Jack Fitzpatrick down back? Ooh, no. Their list is their list is really, really bad. But Josh Gibson, oh, I'm gonna have to repeat I'm gonna steal your joke, Rudy, from your tweet. But Josh Josh Gibson. Retire, bitch. It's over. <laughs> it is over, mate. Like it's just, it's he's no good. The Josh Gibson Memorial Podcast. Yes, that's what we call on the show. Thank you very much, Ethan. That, now that was a bad loss, but there was two other teams we need to probably throw onto the um the, the bus the bus here because mm. I thought West Coast were very poor, and I thought your mob, Ethan Melbourne, were equally as poor. Yeah, probably West Coast were disgraceful. Mm. West Coast was so. They were, that was pathetic. Those that was teams, not a good enough effort. Hawthorne, West Coast, Melbourne. Who was the worst loss? West Hawthorne, Coast. West Coast, Melbourne. Yeah, no, definitely West Coast. They had a point to prove and and stopped playing footy. And like the, pretty much as soon as Essendon took it up to them, they went, no, this is too hard. I'm not, well, I'm that, not, that, I'm not having this. That's the thing. Essendon, that first half at times, looked like they were playing at 80%. 
and they were up by mm. 10 goals at halftime. Mm. It looks so easy. Maybe maybe you only need to be at about 60% to beat West Coast in, in, uh, yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah, according to, thanks, according thanks to certain Do you honestly reckon that subconsciously they look at the fixture and they go, oh, if we win every home game here, we're, yeah, we're guaranteed finals? Do you reckon they just take their foot off the brake? Well, well, why if, the hell do they take East Perth to Victoria? Yeah. <laughs> if they do, if they take the foot off the pedal and think, oh, we'll just win every home game in, in Perth, then what business do they have being a professional sporting club? No, they don't. That, that's just, that's not a good enough attitude. That, that that's it, possibly secede West Coast. Just get them out of the air. <laughs> the, whole, the whole of us. Interesting Australia. to see that Mark Lacroix once again went goalless in Melbourne. Does does not. Does well, he's not he's kicked yet. enough goals against Essendon and Eddie, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's filled up. <laughs> he's reached his quota. He's um he's not he's, he's nowhere out. this season. Lacroix is he? Isn't he? I, I, I thought he was sort of back, and then I thought he no. sort of wasn't. Yeah, but Melbourne though, I mean they were pretty average. North, look, we said before the podcast, North Melbourne aren't shit. Like actually playing all right. North. But, but that's the thing; they also aren't good. And Melbourne, by all rights, are good. You know, they got one of the. They got like the sixth best percentage mm. in the AFL. They're a good side. They rocked up to Adelaide one by forty points. Mm. Like they're a good side. It's just can they, they can they, they can, and, they, can they, sustain, they just they they pick and choose and they can't seem to sustain it over four quarters. They they how many times in the last two seasons have they gone into a game assuming they would win and lost? Ethan, yes, it happens a lot. They, yeah, they 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 surprise with wins and they disappoint with losses. Yeah, they, yeah. is that is it? Yeah. It, I wouldn't. I kind of want to talk about St Kilda as well. Like, it's sort of you feel like Melbourne and St Kilda are similar. Yeah, they're like the two sort of levels. two sort of rebuilding, youngish sort of teams that are both escalating out the ladder at the same time. But the, the Saints have gone past Melbourne. Like, I feel I felt like the Saints. Oh, uh, Melbourne did knock them off in round one. Sorry, Melbourne did knock them off. In round yeah, one. I know, I know, I know. But I, I feel like St Kilda. Like, I feel like they should be a year behind Melbourne, mm. where they are, and they're not. It's their... Well, St Kilda's way more consistent, apart mm. from what happened on the weekend. But before that, yeah. You just got some holes. I mean, you obviously miss Hogan. You, you need another yeah. key defender. Oh, Hogan's, Hogan's a big out because these are forced to play Sam Wiedemann, who, you know. Well, I, I saw... You, a... you, you, got, you got recalled after having four touches in the VFL. I mm. saw a bit of... Um, I saw <laughs> a bit Tim of... Smith, a... mate. Well, <laughs> who would you prefer? I, I, saw... I would probably prefer Tim Smith at I the moment. I prefer a bit... I saw a bit of, uh, like, a opprobrium-headed Sam Wiedemann's way. Which I thought was outrageous. He's nineteen years old. Yeah, he's a nineteen-year-old key forward. Mm. You, you, you can't, the, you can't mean, expect the, consistency out of him. He's not going to, you know. Well, like, he, has, he has been consistent. He's been consistently not good enough for AFL level. Yeah, moment. but that's, 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 that's not a, his fault. It's I, not I, his I, fault. I, I know it's I know it's not his fault. He should be playing VFL at the moment. Mm. But he, he can't. He can't. He's just Jesse Hogan's not there. He's gonna, you're going to have to to deal with it. And mm. they still should have had enough to get the job done yesterday. Would have thought so. That was. Yeah, that's frustrating. They they have a, a I, lot that, of quarters where they get spanked. I, mm. I I told you pre-game they'd be down by two goals a quarter time and they'd bounce back, and then they were down again. <laughs> like like they lapsed twice in a game against North. You got a lot of players that love it when when you're winning and when you're on top of teams. Like Petrarca, he can go missing. He's going to be a jet. Oh. He's going to be a jet, but he can go missing. Right, yeah. I, I, I think agree. so. I think I think Petrarca. Love Petrarca. Oh, I love him too. I love him too. But you know, he's he's there when said on Sunday. He wants to be an AFL Hall. I wouldn't. Of I wouldn't. Um, I, love that. I wouldn't. He's the last bloke on that footy team. I'd be. I'd be uh, picking apart. I reckon. Yeah. Much. Him and him, him and, and Jones. Jones. Yeah. 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 The, the Jaden Hunt. Oh uh, yeah, I like Jaden. Yeah, I love Jaden Hunt, but I'd I'd take Petrarca over him. Oh yeah, ten yeah. times out of ten. 
11 times out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to talk about Geelong too. Yeah, you I just wanted to back. mention Geelong because, look, this fucking football team, dead set. <laughs> dead set. Good how start. Can you, how can you roll up with, how can you show up and, and put up, put on 40 tackles against Essendon and then the next week run 130 against the Dogs? What is that? What is that? Why? And the second quarter, they look like the best footy team to ever play. And then in the third quarter, they are the worst footy team to ever play. Where, where, what are they doing? It's the same. It's exactly the same thing as I said last week. They're just a complete schmozzle in, in, at times. In, in, they're, they're like a better version of North Melbourne were for the last couple of years. <laughs> in a sort of roundabout way, it's almost strangely worse for Geelong. That, it, they, that, that like, okay, maybe they had an off week against Essendon, but no, they bounced back and really it's gave just, a shit against the dogs. It was the same thing last year. It, it, it shows like a spasmodic they level of keep, effort. They keep losing to teams just, that they're better than. There's still a loss to Carlton to come. That will happen. <laughs> Pencil it in. That will 100% happen. 100%. If they play at, if they play at the Dome, if they play at Eddie Head Stadium, Carlton oh, will Carlton win that game. I, yeah. was, I was just really personally hurt that no one won as free Zingerberger from kicking for chicken. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> they, they made that. I, like, it's, it's a great idea, but they've, they've made that so specific that oh, it's almost <laughs> never have to give if away If an opposition chicken. player kicks a goal, kicks it out in the full from a set, set shot, shot inside, inside 50, 50 yeah, in, in the last quarter. Yeah. <laughs> That's like so many things have to marry up there. Yeah, yeah. That's, I thought one of the best quotes that we had on uh, one of our social posts was the Geelong member goes, as a Geelong member, I'll be watching this game from the KFC on Spencer Street in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've waited, uh, we stretched this out long enough because it's one of my favourite uh, parts of our podcast, Heath. It's when uh, we let Rudy just go on a bit of a rant for 60 seconds. The big fella's angry. It's Rudy's rant. Who's in your sights this week, man? Um, Sean Higgins from yesterday. Mate, you're Sean Higgins. Look, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, that, that, that faux tough guy stuff, that's not your bag. You know it. We know it. Melbourne knows it. Literally everyone in the footy world knows it. Just stay in your lane next time. Like <laughs> if you just let Ben Cunnington handle that stuff, mm. let Jack Zeeble handle that stuff. Come on. Come on, Shawnee. You, you, you're better than that. You, you, you know, you know, that's not for you. Oh, that, that whole game just descended into fast in the end, didn't it? Yeah, like, it did. the, the third, the second quarter was a joke. When Vince uh, was late in, clipped someone across the head. I think well, it, uh, that, it was that, Cunnington. That, that, that's the thing. Is Bernie is Bernie Vince versus Sean Higgins the least tough fight of all time? Yes. I saw someone on Twitter describe it as like the um, the battle between the two blokes who think that they're better than they are. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, that's pretty. <laughs> well, I think it's more Bernie Vince's game than it is Higgins though. Like, oh he's, yeah, yeah, he's a mouth. V- and Vince he likes is to Vince is a, a niggler. Yes, <laughs> um, good. You can get a job at Fox Footy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but every, everyone knows that, um, yeah. uh, and Sean Higgins isn't. And he just reacted yesterday. I guess I shouldn't be that harsh on him, but like it just it was such a weird look. He's so like, um, you know, like he looks like he looks like he spends a lot of time doing his hair in the morning. Sean Higgins, you know, mm. and that's not necessarily conducive to like a. a, a <laughs> well, well, like well, a punch on with Bernie Vince. Sean <laughs> well, Higgins is the only bloke in that. North midfielder who can run a sub fifteen second hundred meters. So yeah, like he's he's gonna have to cop this. Like he's by far the best midfielder at the moment. Yeah, he is. And um, but well, you'd be mad not to tag him. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I liked it. I, I liked the niggle. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the niggle, but when it, it just when it descended, like it just looked when it descended into just like fighting, it just looked just looked stupid. They mm. both teams I thought just looked 
foolish. Yeah. Just and, and, and like when it, it sort of culminated in Ben Cunnington punching Vince in the guts and, and he was like on the sidelines, like dry, dry retching. Yeah. It, that, that's, that's the thing. That's a free kick. Salem elbowing. I don't know. It was, might've been it Sean was, Higgins. Was, um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. That's a free kick. Mm. Where are the umpires in that scenario? Like the emergency umpire came out on the ground once or twice. Yeah, but was, other than that, they were very annoying. That was the most poorly umpired game of footy I've seen this year. That, that was, was really, so, really bad. They, they completely lost, completely lost control. Yep. The discipline of it. It was just it was terrible, pa- terrible. Pa- it, pay a free kick once or twice, and they'll stop. This is where um, that's it. This is where like yellow cards in soccer are great because mm. you can just go, hang on, stop. You, you, yellow card, yellow card. If I see any of you blokes doing this again, I'm, I'll, I'll happily pull out a red. And and that's, that's the thing. You give a yellow card in the first 15 minutes and everyone's like, oh, shit. Mm. They, you, they're they're going to card us here. They, let, they just let it go and it was it just got, it just got like, it just looked ridiculous. Yeah. It's and uh, and it, it's force, going to force the AMR match review panel to make a decision on um, jumper punches this week as well. There'll be a few fines. I think there'll be a few fines. This, I don't think surely, surely there'll be suspensions. I I I can, it looked I ridiculous. Weeks, so right? many blokes... Pulling off jumper punches yesterday, it looked ridiculous. Well, like Cochin got away with the biggest jumper punch ever last yeah, week. Yeah, and that was what gave the green light for that bullshit to happen yesterday. The yeah. match review panel has to. They have to. If they were a, if they were a well-run organization, mm. um, an accountable organization, they'd go. All right, look, we stuffed up last week. They would come out and say it. They'd say we stuffed up last week. This is the interpretation. Now that looked ridiculous yesterday. From now on, if you're punching blokes, no matter how you do it, you're getting you're going to get suspended. They would, the AFL will never apologize for anything. It's AFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll finish on the weird take, boys. I don't know if you saw this, but there was footage on uh, Saturday night of Peter McKenna pointing at someone and like being really aggressively uh, having words with them. And it turns out this morning, Eddie Maguire said on Triple M, it was having words to Paul Salmon. Paul Salmon? Paul Salmon, Essendon Hawthorne ruck forward legend. And Peter McKenna, obviously an absolute legend of the game, having a go at each other. Apparently, <laughs> Salmon was getting really lippy after the first quarter and Hawthorne were dominating. And as Collingwood started pegging back, McKenna was starting to be lippy back to him going, the tide's changed, we're coming for you. And they were getting really aggressive towards each other. <laughs> How strange is that? Jeez, he... Paul Salmon, Essendon's Paul Salmon, is there giving it to Peter McKenna about Hawthorne? Yeah, well, he played a fair few games. For I know, Hawthorne, I know, right? but like, I don't, I don't associate him with Hawthorne. Yeah, that's weird. No, no, you think of him Essendon, don't you? Yeah, he just obviously just loves a winner. I bet you'd be just as up and about. I bet yeah, he's he, just as up and about on Anzac Day. Add, 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 <laughs> add that to Dane Swan teeing off on Kurt Hesley on Twitter. Everyone's bringing back the Biff this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, was, uh, that, that was that was that was great. Don't know who that number thirty four was, but he should worry about getting a kick. For Imagine you, yeah. Kurt Hesley. How old is Kurt Hesley? 21, 22? He's 22. 22, you're in your second game, and, and it's like, <laughs> this Brownlow medalist. He's just having a go. He's on Twitter. Him. He's on Twitter. Just, 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 I don't know who that number 34 is. <laughs> that's, that's one that's of the tough. best. Like, that's a real local footy sort of sledge, isn't it? Oh, come on, number 34. Worry about getting a kick, mate, instead of trying to wrestle blokes. Yeah, get get this number 34 off me. He's no good. Yeah. Can, I, can I add one more real weird take? Yeah, yeah, go. Uh, something Robbo wrote in the tackle <laughs> overnight. I, I I know it's low hanging fruit. Wait, I'm gonna. Can I have a guess at what this is? Is it Dan Hanabry? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. He's this the one is... who potted him for not yeah. drinking. Let, 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 let me explain. So number eight, Dan Hanabry in the tackle yeah. on in the Herald Sun this morning. 
The ridiculous assertion... This is what Mark Robinson wrote. The ridiculous assertion that Hanbury had to start drinking again to improve his footy stays the joke that it was. He's had a slow start and he's now back to best. Not back to his best. It's- he's more dangerous this year. You know who wrote that? Mark Goddamn Robinson. <laughs> he was the only. He was the only person pushing that line. Um, can I? Can I have a little uh, weird take of the week? I thought the weird take for me was Damien Hardwick coming out after the GWS game and saying he's proud of the boys still. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I'm, oh, not, I'm not having that. <laughs> can, can I have another weird take of the week? Yeah, go. For it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's go do for it. four yeah. Sunday Footy Show. Let's just call the podcast the Weird, the weird Take, take of the Week. week. Yeah. It's the Josh Gibson Memorial Podcast with the Weird Take of the Week. Uh, uh, purple. People had worried. Barrett. Dam- Barrett. Damien Barrett, Barrett, Barrett was on the Sunday footy. He just absolutely loves kicking his boots into Tom Rockcliffe whenever he gets the chance. Yesterday he did it again for no reason. They weren't even talking about Brisbane, and he's like, "Yeah, Tom Rockcliffe, oh, you probably he clearly doesn't want to be there next year." The bloke's out injured after having a ripping game. Yeah, he's a ripping bit, season. That's, that's a bit rough, isn't it? <laughs> Dislocated his shoulder having ta- having his like seventy millionth tackle of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> so so can we say the only. Not weird take this week. Josh Gibson, retire, bitch. Yes. (laughs) That's the most truthful thing anyone's ever said. All right, let's finish it off. Give me something you're looking forward to this weekend. I I, I really love the Indigenous round. I really love um, Dreamtime at the G. Another thing that... um, that uh, Kevin Sheedy brought in. You know, he has about a million weird ideas and some of them are really, really good. And I, I love the uh, Dreamtime of the G. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Dreamtime at the G as well. It's such a great spectacle. Mm. Um, and it, it just, I feel like it's, the AFL pays a lot of lip service to a lot of causes, mm. like you feel. Mm. I, I don't know. I'm not, not, maybe that's not necessarily true, but they nail Indigenous Round yeah, and Dreamtime right. of the G is a showpiece event. And it, it's just, it's just brilliant every single year. Correct me if I'm wrong, I reckon the first Indigenous round they had was when um, Eddie Betts kicked that ridiculous goal from the pocket. Yeah, and, it might have been. And, I, think, I think it was the week. Um, and Andrew Cracker took mark of the year. Uh, I reckon it was also the week that Adam Goods did his spear dance. And uh, everyone... I think that everyone, was a couple of years after it. That might have been it? 2014, I reckon. Oh, it was 2015. 2015. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, they definitely... Um, he definitely did that in Indigenous round. Yes. Maybe let's not talk about that. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> what are you looking forward to? I'll give you something you're looking forward to. Well, uh, with the injury to Sam Rowe on the weekend, which turned out to be a medial. Oh, no. So that's not too, you know, that's not too bad. I know where you're going with this, and I think it's ridiculous. This week, we're going to see the return of the prodigal son, Liam Jones. He's going to play. <laughs> he's going to get picked. He's going to have to play. He's been playing. He's been He's been playing as a defender, and I think he's had three best ons for Northern Blues. Oh, but who, a, who are the... Who were the Blues playing last week? Um, there was a forward who was manned up against. I think he'd just been dropped from the AFL. Can't remember his name. Kept him goalless, I think. Yeah, had, had twenty six touches, fifteen marks. He's been he's been named. He's in, back. He's been named in Northern's best Tim Smith? six. <laughs> nah, I think he's been named in Northern's Sam best Wiedemann. six times or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he like there is genuine. He genuinely might be leading the uh like the VFL best and fairest like the, <laughs> well, the Carlton's he's, he's quick the and tall. JJ Liston. Yeah. So he should be able to play defensive. He's quick and tall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but this is Liam Jones's whole career. He's always shot in the VFL and never made it in the AFL. <laughs> but this week he's back. I don't know. I haven't looked up who they're playing, but uh, let me just North uh, Melbourne. North Melbourne. So so he'll be on uh, ben, ben Brown. Probably, <laughs> ben Brown yeah. will kick fourteen goals. <laughs> on yeah. <him>. So <laughs> baptism of fire. Speak- <laughs> Speaking of giraffes, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll keep this short. Um, Geelong getting rinsed by Port Adelaide at Cardinia Park because next week's podcast will be really fucking funny. Mm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not coming. <laughs> As always, you can hit it's, us up on. Twitter. It would be that would be the Geelongest way to celebrate that 2007 
grand final, wouldn't it? To get spanked by Port. Can Port, Port Adelaide do it by 119 points? We'll find out. <laughs> you want to talk about teams I'd take doing, a Dom Cassisi doing... winner right in the last minute. Just uh, Anyway. I'm, I'm <laughs> so looking forward stars. to uh, Essendon beating Richmond with a goal with 21 seconds to left yeah. on the clock. <laughs> Joe, Joe Danner, yeah, he kicks from the back of the centre square. Like, just, he kick, just kicks it kicks over 120 metres. Yeah. And, uh, and sails also, through post-tight. Joe, uh, Joe Danner heard <laughs> torpedo. I'm also looking forward to just the, the most beautiful culmination of a football career, Brisbane Lions ending Nathan Buckley's coaching career as well. Oh, oh. the... The 40 disposals from Daniel Richard. Oh, the symmetry. What, isn't it? Oh, it'd be amazing. Wouldn't it just be like the most beautiful thing ever? Yeah, just closing that circle. <laughs> As always, you can hit us up on the Greenfield Post on Twitter and Facebook. Check us out on the website too. We'll be back next Monday.